Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartinized. Last summer, I joined the revolution. I wasn't really intending to, and what I did wasn't anything that struck me as unusual at the time. But there were a couple of subtle differences that made it revolutionary. I'd been listening to the Band Tracks podcast, and they were playing some music by a guy I had never heard of before, a guy named uh, Larry Edoff. And I found I really liked this. I usually listen to a podcast once and throw it away, but I kept going back to this one, listening to it over and over again, and I eventually ended up on this guy's website and bought a CD from him. Now, I have lots of CDs from independent artists. Some of them are from friends, and some of the friends I bought the stuff because I liked it, and other times it was just kind of a mercy purchase to make them feel better. And all of the other ones were ones that I bought because I heard the band or I heard the performer in a venue and I bought it right there at the venue. This was the first time that I bought something from an independent artist that I had never heard of before that I only became aware of, but not through a radio station, through a podcast. There were no radio stations involved. There were no record companies involved. And that is what made it revolutionary. The record companies are dead. They just don't know it yet. Oh, they'll never die completely. They'll always be around. Their back catalog assures that. But they're becoming less and less relevant. And they don't even know why. They blame it all on bootlegging, but that's really not the problem. The problem is that they no longer have something important to offer to the artists. The artists have always put up with being ripped off royally by the record companies because they had a few things that the artists couldn't get themselves. They had big, elaborate, expensive studios that were necessary to get a good quality sound. They had distribution. You can't sell your stuff if the people can't buy it easily. And they had promotion. They were the only folks that had enough money to put the full-page ads in Billboard magazine and buy enough cocaine for the disc jockeys. But all that's changed dramatically, even just in the past few years. It is now possible to put together a really nice, professional-quality digital studio for less than it costs to buy a good used car. Distribution over the Internet is really cheap and very wide-reaching, and that's also where you can go for the promotions. And frankly, radio stations are becoming less and less relevant to new artists, And the DJs there, they're not even that interested in the cocaine anymore. They're all old guys now going through rehab and wondering how soon Clear Channels is going to replace them completely with a computer program. And the economy of it all is pretty amazing. Artists who sign up with record companies end up owing them hundreds of thousands of dollars before their first CD is sold. And when they do sell a CD, they get maybe a buck and a quarter buck fifty, and that goes toward their hundreds of thousands of dollars that they owe the record company. On the other hand, when an independent artist sells a CD for $15, his cost of goods and cost of transaction is about three bucks, and he puts 12 bucks in his pocket. As a result, if you sign up with a record company and you sell 100,000 CDs, you are a horrible, horrible failure. But as an independent artist, 
if you can sell a couple thousand CDs, you can do pretty nicely for yourself. And yet, the record companies continue to harp on piracy. They think piracy is what's killing them. And piracy may be hurting them somewhat, but the real problem is we don't care. We don't care. We all hate the record companies because we know that the record companies have been ripping off the artists that we love ever since Thomas Edison first recorded Mary Had a Little Lamb on a Wax Cylinder. After the first listen, he turned around and there was somebody standing there going, Hey, Tom, that sounds pretty good. I can make you a star. Sign here. And knowing that, and knowing how badly they've ripped off all the people that we love to listen to, hearing that the record companies themselves are now getting ripped off is like hearing that OJ got killed in a knife fight. And it seems that with every day, the record companies alienate their customers more and more, suing grandmothers and 12-year-olds for illegal downloading. Sony put viruses on people's computers. They used a rootkit, which is basically a virus to control copying of CDs that people had bought to use themselves. And then they put out a, a cleaning utility to clean that up, and that left bigger security holes than the original virus did. And now they're being sued a lot for that, although personally, I really think somebody should go to jail for that. That should be a, considered a criminal offense. And the record companies are now coming back and they want more and more and more encumberments on music. And the first reaction amongst the geek community is, we have to fight them. We have to stop them. Why? We won't be able to play new CDs in old CD players or old CDs in new CD players. We won't be able to use our equipment. We won't be able to make copies. We won't be able to use the music that we're paying for. And I say, hold on a minute. Maybe that's a good thing. Think about it. Because the more the record companies annoy the general public, the more people get fed up with the record companies and not only the lousy quality of the stuff that they're putting out, but the fact that you can't use it, that it's hard to get around the digital rights management, that it becomes more and more cumbersome with each passing year, people are going to say, wait a minute. I can go out here on the internet and I can download all this stuff for free. I can buy it directly from the artist and know that the money I'm paying is going into the artist's pocket instead of buying a yacht for a record company executive. So maybe we shouldn't be fighting the record companies. We shouldn't be writing to Congress and saying, oh, don't let this happen. We should just sit back and let them shoot themselves in the foot again. And again and again and again and again until the general public gets so fed up with them that they become completely irrelevant. By not stepping in ourselves, by not complaining, by not trying to stop their obnoxiousness, we can all help hasten their demise. And that's it for this episode of Quick Hits. Hey, if you've learned anything, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations. You've been smartenized. <laughs> 
Today's recommended podcast is Blowing Smoke. Now, I know I mentioned them on an earlier show, but that was before I was officially recommending podcasts. And so I'm going to recommend these guys again. This is a herf on your iPod. And if you don't know what a herf is, well, download Blowing Smoke. That's B-L-O-W-I-N space smoke. And give it a listen. I do love hearing from folks, and there's a number of ways that you can get in touch with me. One is by calling 206-203-4488. Hey, if you're in the car, you're in a traffic jam, do it right now. 206-203-4488. That is voicemail only. You can leave a message. And if it's smart and clever and pithy enough, it may end up in a bonus episode. You can also write to me at hitman at davehit.com. You'll find the spelling of that in the MP3 tags of this file. Or you can go directly to davehit.com, that's spelled with two T's, and you'll find my email address all over the place there. And here's something for you to write about, an idea for a future episode. I'd like you to describe for me your personal politics in one word. Now, I'm not talking about your personality. I'm not talking about your approach to life. I'm not talking about the way that you deal with anybody else. I'm talking strictly politics. When it comes to politics and politics alone, how would you describe yours in one single word? Drop me a line. Let me know. And as always, never forget that the Quick Hits Podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion and therefore should not be taken too seriously. Seriously.